Hey, Doug Bouchon from Orange and Blue News. Welcome to the Orange and Blue News podcast. Uh, we got a special treat today. Our new uh, basketball recruiting analyst, Jeff Carzen, is with us. And uh, Scott Burgess from uh, Prep Hoops, Illinois, uh, is here with us to talk about an event he has coming up this weekend, a really nice event in, in Chicago area. Uh, Scott, we'll, we'll hand it off to you, man. Tell us about the event you, you've got coming up and who are some of the, you know, the top players you're expecting. Yeah, we're really excited about the event. Um, well over 300 teams. I think we're in nine different facilities um, across the Chicagoland area between 15, 16, and 17U. I'm really pumped about the weekend. I think it should be good. Um, we have 15 of the top 25 2022 prospects, 15 of the top 30 2023 prospects, and 10 of the top 15 2024 prospects in the state of Illinois all in the event this weekend. Um, some of the headliners um, include Mean Streets, uh, Bradley Beal Elite, D1 Minnesota, who um, Illinois has recruited some players from there over the years, uh, Buddy Buckets and Tulsa Hawks out of Oklahoma. We pretty much have all the top teams from the state of Illinois, um, all the top independent teams, along with um, Mean Streets will be there, which is a Nike e EYBL team. Um, team Rose, um, Adidas uh, affiliate uh, for for uh, out of the state of Illinois, they're going to be there as well. So it's going to be a big time event. Um, some of the top players, obviously Mean Streets, um, AJ Casey, um, the top player in the 2022 class in Illinois, he'll be in the house. Uh, Jalen Washington, the best player in Indiana in the 22 class, uh, top 10 prospects from Illinois, Robbie Avila, Cam Craft, Nick Marnelli, they all We'll be playing for Mean Street 17U along with the best player in Michigan. Um, uh, one of the best players in Michigan, Ty Rogers, um, top 50 player nationally, Dalen Davis, Whitney Young, 2023 point guard. And um, if, uh, if you get a chance to check out the 15U, Merez Johnson, um, he's in contention for the number one spot in the 24 class. Um, Bradley Beal Elite, obviously led by Brandon Miller, um, one of the top 10 players in the country, versatile uh, wing forward that can really score the basketball. Jeremy Fears, former um, Illinois high school player who played his um, sophomore year at La Lumiere, who has an Illinois offer. Um, D1 Minnesota is led by seven of the top 13 players in the 2022 class in the state of Minnesota. Um, Tyson Chapman is their star. Um, he's a 2023 point guard. He's a, a five-star prospect along with uh, Camden Hyde, uh, Eli King, and uh, Elvis Nanji. Um, so they're really talented. Buddy Buckets and um, Tulsa Hawks out of Oklahoma are loaded. Uh, Parker Fredrickson from Tulsa Hawks just averaged uh, 20, almost 28 points a game this weekend in um, our event in Nebraska. And he's really blowing up as a 23 prospect. And then, of course, um, Illinois Hoop Stars will be in the house. They feature um, new Illinois commit, AJ Store, along with quite a few other talented um, prospects across the board. They have a lot of different teams. Um, their uh, prep hoops team has a store along with Zach Cleveland, who just picked up an Illinois State offer yesterday. And um, quite a few unsigned seniors. Um, some are going to prep school. Some are still available. Um, and then they have a secondary team who has uh, three or four Division One players as well. So uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg.
That's a pretty big tip to the iceberg. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, Scott, uh, tell us about, you know, how, is it open to the public? And, uh, you know, where can uh, fans in the Chicago area go as far as a site to find out more details and, and how to get tickets and all that? Yeah, you can go to the Prep Hoop Circuit um, website um, to check out what, uh, you know, the schedule and all that kind of stuff. Uh, go to the Chi-Town tip-off page. Um, it is limited fans, though, because of COVID restrictions. All the different venues are slightly different as far as the restrictions. Because we're, like I said, we're in nine, nine different gyms. Um, so it is a little bit uh, restrictive as far as fans. So we won't get as many people in the gym as we want. Um, but uh, it should still be a really good turnout. And we're really excited about the event. And uh, the main facility will be um, uh, M14. Um, Supreme Courts and IBA for the upperclassmen, the 16s and 17s. And then the 15s, the main facility will be the Birdo Center in Deerfield. And before we dive into, we're going to dive into some of the individual players in the state of Illinois. And Scott's been around a long time and uh, he ranks all these guys. You know, if you, if you want to see where they're ranked in the state, go to Prep Hoops, Illinois. But uh, before we dive into those, Scott, tell us, uh, how, how uh, fans can subscribe to your site and, and what kind of stuff you have on the front page right now. Yep. So prephoops.com uh, prep backslash Illinois is the link to the, to the website. And yeah, so we have a lot of coverage from the weekend in, um, in Lincoln, Nebraska. We had our live season kickoff there this past weekend. Um, we had scouts from across the network there um, looking at different uh, prospects from different areas of the country we had teams from Oklahoma teams from New York um, all all around the area so uh, we have recaps on that event um, I'm going to be focused um, in the next upcoming days on the players that we saw out of the state of Illinois top stock risers top performers from that event and uh, like you said yeah you can go on there you can subscribe for a month if you just want to try it out or um, you can get a yearly subscription um, and uh, if you use Scotty B20 you can get 20% off um to uh get a little discount there so um yeah but we have tons of coverage um we do rankings for every class we have a we just put up a 2024 watch list we haven't officially ranked that class yet but we've done um top or 35 players that we liked during their freshman year or we saw in camp season before then um so there's some there's some players to watch there and um yeah we're we got a lot of good coverage out there as far as um, travel team season coming up. We're going to be in Chicago this weekend for Chi-Town tip-off. And then the next weekend, we're actually going to be in um, Kansas City for what would have been our live period event. Um, but obviously, there is no spring live period. But all our top teams on the Prep Hoop circuit will be there, um, including both AJ Storch's team and Reggie Bass's team. And um, I'm going to try to put a little match up together between those two so we'll uh we'll get to see those two go head to head what, what's your twitter uh, twitter handle Scott? it's us uh, at scotty b scout cool and i introducing you to jeff Carzin. i don't know if you two have met before but uh, jeff's worked with rivals network before with orange and blue news and with spartan mag and he's he's our new uh, basketball recruiting uh, analyst so uh in, introduce you two and i know jeff's got a lot of questions for you about some individual players in the state scott yeah, nice Scott. To you, uh, Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good to to see you here. Um, the so we we know the or the Chicago kids fairly well up here, but um, what can you what can you tell us about some of the downstate kids and 
and who to keep an eye out for uh, down in your neck of the woods? Yeah, so in the 2022 class, the top um, the top uh, non-Chicago area prospect is uh, Jalen Quinn, who's from Tuscola, just a little bit south of Champaign, 6'3 point guard, uh, got a really good feel for the game, um, ambidextrous, so he can shoot with either hand, um, especially on runners, more of a lefty as far as from deep, but uh, he's got a lot of mid-major interest right now. He's really coming on strong as of late. Uh, probably more of a mid guy that I could see may possibly a, a high major um, come along late in the process. It's, it's kind of difficult right now because these schools haven't seen the players play. And then with all the transfers. So um, he's definitely someone to keep an eye on. Um, Jeremiah Talton from Quincy, um, long, lanky, six foot six wing, uh, played for Mocan elite, uh, got a lot of potential. He showed flashes this year um, as a two-way player. I like him. Um, as a prospect, also t uh, Justin King from Mascuda, he's probably the top Metro East senior, um, big, long point guard, six foot four, rangy build. Uh, he can get to the basket off the bounce. He's got a pretty good feel for the game. Those would probably be your top three non-Chicago players in the 22 class. Um, as far as 23 goes, take a look. Uh, Owen Freeman, Bradley Bourbonnet, that's still, I guess, technically Chicago area, but um, south of Chicago by quite a bit. Uh, six foot eight center, power forward, physical player, um, does a lot of damage around the hoop. Tavonta Jackson from Springfield Lanfear, um, explosive point guard, gets to the rim. Michaela Rich um, from East St. Louis, physical forward that just mauls on the offensive glass. Um, actually, if you just look at him, he looks more like a football player, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, and then some of the early 2024 players to watch out for, um, Daquan Brown, point guard from Peoria, um, just an explosive scoring lead guard. Um, and then there's three really good big men in that 24 class from Central Illinois. Cooper Koch from Peoria, Notre Dame, Lathan Somerville from Peoria, Notre Dame, and Jaheim Weber from Normal Community. And they're all already over six foot seven or six foot eight um, as freshmen in high school. So those are yep. some of the downstate names to keep an eye on. Yeah, that's good. That's a good list there. I, Doug and I saw uh, Somerville a little bit last weekend running with uh, Mean Streets at Swish and Dish. Yep. Uh, certainly a big kid, and, and his dad was a hell of a player for sure. Yep, uh, I believe he was on the team that, that... – Sports Illustrated, actually. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Yep. Yeah. When yeah, Bradley went to the Sweet 16, um, beat Kansas, I think, in the first round. Yeah. Uh, with with Daniel Ruffin from Peoria as well. Mm -hmm. um, but before we talk about some of the some more individuals, one kind of big picture recruiting thing that I think is pretty interesting and has been on my mind for a long time as we've gone through COVID was just like feeling so terrible for all these kids who are losing out on all these evaluations and scouts and coaches and everyone over the last year. Do you, do you sense that that's going to normalize now and, and there won't be too many kids that fall through the cracks or do you think it's going to be a real issue with, with kids who are not the no doubt high majors not being seen in the last year? It, do you, what, what kind of ripple effects do you kind of foresee for that? 
Yeah, that's a great question. There's actually is a ripple effect we're already seeing into 2022 where, you know, 21, there's still several guys. I mentioned the hoop stars guys. There's several kids on that team that are qualifiers that in a normal year, I think would have low major offers that just don't at this point. Um, and some of them have decided they're going to go the prep route and try to, you know, boost their stock that way. Um, and in 2022, to be honest, you know, outside of the no doubt high major kids that, I think there's maybe five of them, four of them. Um, we're not seeing a ton of offers be flying around. The the most of those offers came June 15th of this past summer, which would have been the first day that college coaches can contact them. And a lot of those kids got scholarships that day and haven't seen anything happen really since on the recruitment. Um, college coaches are more focused right now. Well, obviously they're focused on their teams and they weren't able to see anything during high school season. There was no um fall open gyms um they're not going to be allowed to go out in the spring they can watch stuff online which um you know it's honestly they have to do at this point mm -hmm. to be able to see anything and then as you guys know there's so much focus right now on the transfer portal that you know it's amazing like I'll have co college coaches from across the country call me and they don't even want to ask about high school kids. They want to talk mm. about a kid I covered four years ago. Mm. Hey, do you have this kid's number? You know, it's, it's transfer, transfer, transfer everywhere Crazy. right now. So um, yeah, but there's definitely been a ripple effect with COVID um, along with the transfer portal. I think those two things combined have really hurt the, the, the 2022 class, especially. Yeah. You know, one, thing, one thing I would add to that, Scott, is that, that, um, with, with the one-year waiver that all these colleges are getting, if, if a current player decides they want to stay another year, that, that sounds great on the surface, right? And Illinois is in that position with, with uh, Trent Frazier and, and um, DeMonte Williams. Monte. They can stay another year. And, uh, the, no, they don't count towards your 13 scholarships, but they're still going to be playing. If they bring back seniors that have played all this basketball, a freshman is not going to come in and beat out Trent Frazier, who's been there for four years already. So – you have a lot fewer opportunities for a lot of these kids to make it to a, a high major and play basketball. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it just goes down from level to level. So the kids that were going to be recruited by high majors, they're going to fall to mid, mid to low, low to D2, and it trickles all the way down. I was talking to um, some junior college coaches the other day. Junior college is going to have the best group of talent that coming into them next year, maybe ever. Because if you think about all of these kids that are leaving a mid-major school and they're going to be sitting there in June like, uh, I don't have anything. And they're going to go to a junior college and, you know, they're going to be a really experienced player at a JUCO and their recruitment will hopefully, you know, take on from there. But the junior colleges are really going to benefit from this. I think they're probably the only level that really does benefit from the whole COVID slash transfer portal situation and fifth year and one year transfer. It's just like everything coming together at once has kind of made this like yeah. madness. It's going to take years to sort out because those kids who could have went to Illinois, if, uh, for example, that's the school we cover, they end up at an Illinois state or an SIU. They kill it in the Missouri Valley and then they want to transfer to a high major program. So you're going to, that ripple effect can, will continue for two or three <laughs> down the road it's crazy i was gonna say they're gonna transfer two years later anyway so and so and honestly and honestly schools are selling that even division two programs they're selling kids hey if you think you're a division one player come here and prove it 
come here, help us for a year or two, and then go bounce and go somewhere else because mm. it's going to happen regardless. So they might as well kind of use it to their advantage at this point. Mm. That's interesting. And the, all the, the video that's available on, on kids, the highlight reels and everything, that's awesome for guys like us. But I think when you're a Division One coach, you need to see these kids in person, in, in my opinion, for a proper evaluation. And, and to have them not be in the gym evaluating kids for a year plus is just, it's a weird deal all the way around. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing I tell people is like, if I've seen a kid, you know, in person multiple times, watching on film's no big deal. I'm, I've been, you know, I watch on film you know, this season obviously was very strange with, with COVID and everything. I saw 85 games and most of them were online because, you know, in a lot of places, you know, you can't get into games, mm -hmm. but I think the first time you see a player, especially, you know, when you're investing a scholarship with the player, you want to see them in person, not only <clears throat> to just see what they do on the floor, but see how they interact with everybody, see how they interact with their coach when they're Absolutely. off the bench, but also different things like the first time I ever watch a player play, I want to make sure I'm in the front row watching him so I can see legit how tall he is, legit how strong he is, legit what his length is, and see how he moves and all the fluidity stuff. Um, because sometimes tape does lie with that. I mean, there's been times where I thought a kid was – you know, three inches taller than he actually was, um, was because, well, one, because they list him that on the roster because everyone lies about their height. Um, it's always plus two. Everybody knows that. Um, but when you see a guy in person, you legitimately get a feel for how tall they actually are. Um, and when you see him, especially when you see him against other similar caliber competition in travel team ball, where, um, you know, there was a, a player from Central Illinois, um, Sam uh, Bradbury. I don't know if you got either of you guys have seen him. Big kid, honestly, looks like a, another offensive tackle um, player. He did play football previously, but just like a six foot six big kid that likes to bang inside. And it's like anybody he's going to go up against in high school, he's going to look like a monster compared to any of those guys he's going against. And you go when we saw him last uh, two weekends ago in Louisville. He's going up against other guys that are six seven, six eight with physical bodies, and you get to see, okay, that translates. What translates better? I know from a coach's perspective, the, the, it, it's a complicated thing, and they definitely want to see him in person because it's not just about measurables. A guy can, oh yeah, a guy's tall. He can jump high. He can run fast. They're they're going to want to know if he can actually play basketball. If he knows how to play basketball in a team concept, they're going to, they're going to want to know if he shares the ball and how he gets along with the other players. Mm -hmm. And does he take coaching? Really, right. that's a huge thing that a college coach is going to look at when they're evaluating a player. Sometimes a kid's just not a fit. He might be a fit with his physical skills, but not a fit personality-wise. So you're you're yeah. just, you're missing all that, not getting out on the road and watching him. But uh, uh, Scott, I wanted to ask you, and I'm sorry to monopolize your time, Jeff, but oh. I, I wanted to ask you, what probably the player in the state that gets the most debate among people on our message boards is Cam Kraft. I don't know why, but they've latched onto this kid, <laughs> and they keep asking, why hasn't Illinois offered him? Why hasn't Illinois offered him? So well, if you were the Illinois coach, if you were Brad Underwood, would Cam Kraft have an offer right now? I think he's a system fit at the high major level. I think if you're going to utilize him as that guy coming off ball screens and to be a shooter, 
I think you can, you know, you can only have so many of those on a team at the high major level. You can't have a, a team full of wings like that. I think he's a possibility as a fit at the high major level. Um, you know, potentially he could because of the wings that they already have committed in Reggie Bass and AJ store are more physically imposing guys. Um, he definitely needs to add strength, but he can fill it up. I mean, uh, I saw him do it a couple times this year, but I also saw him have a couple games where he struggled. Um, I think the game that stands out to me was the Rolling Meadows game. They played a box and one in them, and he, I think he had like single digits or, you know, maybe 10 points or something like that. Um, I think he's right on that cusp. I don't think he's a for sure high major player, but I think he, in the right fit, he can be a high major player, if that makes sense. We, we call him, I, I call him a mid-major plus low major minus player, or wait, mid major plus high major minus player. Sorry. Mm -hmm. that's he the, does have some athleticism too. He's not a guy who just metrics there, uh, Scott. Uh, Jeff, what do you think? You and I saw him play two, or, I saw him play two or three games. I know you did too in Wisconsin yeah. um, last weekend. What'd you think of him in, in the AAU environment? Yeah, he's an interesting prospect to watch. And um, he does have some athleticism. He's not just a guy who stands at three-point line. He can he can take a guy off the dribble. He can lead a fast break. Um, he's I do think he's a high major player, to be honest. I, I don't know that uh, if I was Brad Underwood, if I would offer him. A, I mean, there's so many moving parts when you're um, compiling a roster these days, more more so than ever. Um, but I I do think that he is a high major guy um, with the way he can shoot it, being six five. Um, he can pass. He, uh, yeah, I, I would, I would say the affirmative. You know, I think uh, along, you know, the, as far as a shooter goes, I think Jaden Shutt is, uh, they're a, their top target. And, may, and maybe that's what they're thinking is that, you know, is that they don't, they don't want two kids that are that close in, uh, in skill set. Uh, so they're, they're pushing hard for, I don't know if it's shut or shoot. I'm sure you do Scott and you're, but uh, I was asked that question today too. I've always called him Jaden Shutt, but, or Jaden Shutt. Wait, now you got me confused. <laughs> Shut. That's how I've always pronounced it. But I'm literally the worst person ever to ask for pronunciations because there's players I've covered for four years and I couldn't tell you how to pronounce their name. All I've got to go on at this point is I talked to uh, the Wolves CEO, Mike Mullins uh, in Wisconsin. And when he, when he said it, he said, shoot. Okay. I, yeah. Take, uh, take Mike's word for it. Uh, to the player. That's a good name for it, right? That's how he pronounced it. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff, you got some more questions on some individual players for Scott? Sure. Um, Scott, one guy last week that I was just – I couldn't take my eyes off was J.J. Taylor of uh, Mac Irvin and, and Kenwood High School up here. I, I assume you've seen him a few times. Does does he look to you like like he's the net – like? Listen to the next the superstar guy in Chicago, top ten kind of kid. Yeah, I thought you were going to say the next Kevin Durant because no. everybody gives up. Let's not comp. get crazy about a fifth. A, o he's only like Kevin Durant comp gets to be Amani uh, Amani yeah. Bates. He's and, he's, and he's sixteen years old. I don't want to put that on there. Yeah, um, he's an elite level scorer at that size. He fits the game, fits the new age game perfectly with the way he can stretch the floor at you know as a three four combo. Um, He's just an electric scorer from all three levels. Um, he gets out in transition. He's got such long arms um, and such freak athleticism. Mm -hmm. He's actually a pretty decent passer as well. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and he can be able to switch and defend multiple positions on the defensive end. Uh, yeah, I think he's like the next, for sure, the next guy. I mean, I think, you know, yeah. we went we went for a stretch in Illinois where we didn't have a McDonald's All-American for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, with, with DJ Stewart and then Max Christie this year, you're going to have it with AJ Casey the next year. You're going to have it with – J, uh, JJ Jonte yeah. in 2023, and then we've already got some potential guys to look at in 24 that have that that possibility. So um, yeah, I, I definitely think he's the next one up in Chicago as far as the next superstar. He's the guy that's got the buzz that all of the kids want to go see, um, totally. and we really haven't had that in Chicago probably since like you know even as good as players as like you know. Uh, DJ Stewart and Adam Miller and um, Jalen Brunson and some of those guys were like, there wasn't as much like just excitement in the gym as when you mm-hmm. see him play. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's rem- reminiscent of like Jabari Jalil cliff days where it's yeah, like, I, this I is a must see player. And be, I think maybe a lot of it is that he's six, eight in that athletic. And we're not talking about a six, three guard, like has been, the case so often. Um, one one of the games that Doug and I were sitting at last week in Wisconsin, he JJ grabbed a rebound, was dribbling like kind of right in front of us on the left baseline, and he fired a pass, a diagonal pass to a, a streaking teammate. I wrote I wrote about this kind of play in in the article I wrote about him, and it it was one of these. Plat- I don't even know how he saw the teammate. It was a perfect like forty foot pass right in stride for a layup it was it was one of those wow this kid is just like sees those chess pieces on the court and um Mike Irvin who of course he's gonna be promoting his own player but he was throwing out names of past kind of these kind of six seven six eight versatile guys and that we've had in the state like names like Antoine Walker and Jabari Parker and he went way back to Marcus Liberty which are um, the people on our site will enjoy hearing that old name, but yeah, he just, he, he just fits that mold of you want to go see this kid play. I, I, I think as well. And his teammate, uh, I was real impressed with too, Darren Ames, the, the six foot lefty point guard. Um, I, I like him a lot. What, what do you know about him? What, what do you, what have you seen from him, Scott? Yep. Um, currently top point guard in that class lefty slashing guard takes really good angles to the hoop works well around ball screens um got a lethal pull-up game he can pop stop and pop from mid-range he can even get it out to three and um speed and transition uh he's just you know an exciting point guard kind of in the mold of the you know Morgan Park slash now Kenwood mm-hmm. slash Mac Urban guards of the past like Charlie Moore and um, uh, you know Io and Adam and those type of guys where it's just like get in and go and he he loves to play fast and, and get in and go. Do Do you think he's going to be a top fifty kind of kid? I know it's early and but when you think about that stuff, but nationally, where do you think he might end up? It's so hard to say at this point. Um, I think a big part of it is a lot of um, a lot of it is, you know, these guys haven't been seen outside of their areas. Right. So, for example, like I, I help run Nike Elite 100 camp every year in St. Louis, and I've been doing it for uh, 
12 or 13 years and we didn't have it last year. So that would have been like the chance to see these guys go against each other for the top underclassmen in the country, mm -hmm. for those who don't know in St. Louis every year. And um, we didn't have that opportunity last year and there was no USA basketball stuff. And those are the opportunities where you see those young players go head to head or in the EYBL, you know, 15, 16 U ranks. Um, and there just wasn't those opportunities. So I think it's still too early in the process to say where these guys are going to end up. I mean, he's definitely got to fight off Dalen Davis from Whitney Young in his own class for the top point guard in, in, in the state of Illinois. So um, I think he's, he's could be in that mix for a top 50 spot, but I don't think it's like a lock or anything right now. Sure. You talked to, you talked about uh, the era of, of, you know, Big Cliff and Jalil Okafor. And since then, for some reason, the state of Illinois hasn't been producing very, uh, you know, very good big men. I don't know if there's something in the water. Uh, right. These guys from growing or what, but, but uh, now all of a sudden in this, in the freshman class, you have a handful of guys who have a chance to be really good big men. Uh, Jeff wrote about one of them today. That's James Brown from uh, um, Chicago. St. Rita. St. Rita. St. Rita, right. Really good team, young team. Uh, we wrote about him today. Long kid, left-handed kick, and really run the floor. What, what do you think about uh, James Brown? And we're not talking about the godfather of soul. We're talking about <laughs> freshman from St. Rita. Yeah, James has got it all, um, you know, Every every year, I, I don't get much into the middle school basketball scene or um, any of that stuff. Uh, one of my good friends, Scott Komu, who who um, is the lead videographer for Ball is Life, he usually gives me one or two names in, in middle school, and he doesn't miss very often on them. Um, and he told me James was the next one. So um, I saw him in uh, some camps this, this past fall, Pangos, um, was really impressed with him. He played in some winter league stuff. Um, before we started up high school ball and I, I really like his game you know he's legit 6'8 good frame but he's nimble um, for his size I think that's something maybe a guy like Jalil had at the same stage too where you know it's he's a bigger player but his ability to uh, maneuver around use um, hook shots uh, excellent footwork being able to use the backboard soft touch on you know short jump shots uh He's a pretty decent free throw shooter. He's not really got the three point range yet, but um, plus area rebounder, he really rebounds at a high rate, good shot blocker. Um, and the scariest part of all is he's got to hold off his teammate for the best player mm -hmm. in the class right now, which is Marez Johnson. Um, mm -hmm. Who's a, another six foot seven, six foot eight, long lanky power forward who is super super skilled mm -hmm. um he runs the floor like just unbelievably well he runs the floor like a guard um catches lobs uh he's a really good passer too i i loved how um coach uh coach russell used those two together this year at saint rita where he played him in a high low game and i mean first of all starting i think they started four freshmen um at, at a Chicago Catholic League powerhouse. Um, but those two in particular, you know, they'd run that play in almost every single game just within the first, I'd say, three sets of the game. And it worked every single time I watched them where they'd either score or get fouled. And both of them can be the, the post passer or the, the post player. Um, so I think those – you mentioned those two as, as the bigs and then those three Central Illinois guys we talked about um, you know, the, the 
the big men in that 2024 class are really, really coming along strong at this point. One of the things about, about James Brown, I know Jeff found the same thing. Like not only is he talented and skilled, he's also a really quality kid. Just, um, yep. you know, and I, I think his recruitment is going to be above the board and uh, all the way. And I think he's going to stick with the school that he that he's at. You never, I mean, you can never predict those things in the past where somebody was going to play. But a really great kid had a chance to talk with him up in Wisconsin. Um, and if for the old guys out there, if if uh, JJ Taylor is the next Durant then James Brown is the next Sam Perkins. That, that's what it reminded me of. Mm -hmm. Long, nice. leaky left-hander who can really run yeah. so, uh Scott, uh, I know he's not an Illinois kid. He was at one time. He's not anymore. But you saw new Illinois commit um, A.J. Storr play. Uh, what, what's your evaluation of him? I saw some of your tweets, and they were those tweets were really driving the Illinois fan base pretty crazy. They were, <laughs> he, apparently, he was he was uh, doing an, uh, Michael Jordan at the tournament you saw him. <laughs> so, uh, tell me, tell me about him. What you saw? You saw him in person. Uh, what did he look like? Yeah, I wouldn't quite go MJ Conf, um, but uh, yeah, no, he played really well there. Um, he led his team to a four and one record in uh, Nebraska this past weekend against high level competition I think their only loss was I want to say to Nebraska Supreme with Isaac Trout he's a top uh, 30 40 player in the country um, so high level uh, uh, weekend for him um, he, you know he's just a physical wing that attacks the basket with force um, throughout the weekend he got to the rim pretty much whenever he wanted with his strength and um, got loose in transition a few times um, might or might not have cherry picked a couple times for some of those dunks, but um, but yeah, he he had a really good weekend. The jump shot was good. It wasn't elite. Um, I think he's a better shooter than he showed this past weekend. But um, yeah, and then the area I liked most with what he did was rebounding. Um, not only on the defensive glass, but um, crushing the offensive boards for second chance points. I think that was something he did really well this past weekend. Um, yeah, and I, you know, just a a kid that can defend, <coughs> excuse me, defend multiple positions, and um, it'll be interesting to see his progress throughout the rest of the spring. And uh, obviously, going out to AZ Compass Prep, he got to play elite national competition, and you can see that confidence in his game. He's a player that, you know, he went from a top, honestly, a top fifty player in his own state to hmm. potentially a top one hundred player in the country in the span of a year. Um, uh with with covid it was interesting because you can see what players really worked on their game and what players were chilling playing 2k and he was definitely one of those guys that was in the gym working because he went from you know last march when high school season ended that nobody really knew about him he was playing on quote unquote the hoop stars b team and every time i watched him i was like he's just getting better and better every game and he was so productive. He was one of our players of the year from last um, uh, abbreviated prep hoop circuit season in uh, July and August. And then he's, his confidence has definitely even risen more um, since he went out to Arizona and played well on the West Coast in, in several events and, you know, was on national television and playing elite competition. So um, it's been quite a rise for him over the last uh, 12 months. That's good to hear. I, I enjoyed the film I've watched him. Real impressive. Uh, you know, a lot of folks have have watched in the last couple of weeks. Um, the him against really good competition against you know 
places like Prolific Prep and and things like that. Was the how was the competition this past weekend that he was going against? Was was it just it was, okay or was it good? It was good. It was good. I mean, obviously, nothing. You know, it's not up to the. It wasn't quite quite Montverde and IMG level, right. but um, yeah, there was still high major players he was going up against. Um, one of the guys he went head to head with um, from New York, NEBC, um, uh, power forward, uh, can play a little combo forward, Jerome Brewer, another big strong kid, um, and I know um, both of them really respected each other's game and, and liked what each other had to uh, had to do out there on the court as they both went for you know, 25 plus points against each other. So yeah, it was, it was pretty solid competition. And then this week in Chicago, you know, they're going to get tested. They're in the pool with mean streets, Bradville elite D1 Minnesota um, buddy buckets and Tulsa Hawks. So they're going to get they're He's going to get his shot on his home turf to, uh, to show Illinois fans what he's got. Nice. Scott, I think uh, to wrap this up, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, if that's okay with you. But, uh, okay. Look at the whole landscape out there in the next three next three classes in the state of Illinois. Is there one or two guys where you could tell Illinois fans that's going to be a guy that's that's going to be really high on their board and they have a great chance to land him? Oh, that they have a great chance to land. Um, yes, that's the qualifier. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I mean, I think Javante, they've got as good a shot as anybody. Um, obviously they have the in with the fire. Um, obviously the Adam Miller thing didn't quite go as planned, but, uh, we'll see where that lands, but they have a really good relationship with that program. Um, it's so early in the process with a lot of these guys, even the high major guys, like, you know, an AJ Casey and a Jaden Shutt who are, Bonafide high major guys, it's still very open in the recruitment because um, I was talking to one of my friends about this the other day. Nobody's cutting lists anymore. They're going, it's not like the normal process where you go from, you know, I'm going to make a list of 10 and then cut it to five and take my visits. There's no cutting lists. So you don't know who's really like AJ Store essentially went from I have all these offers to I'm committed. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't really – I mean, I would say Javante Taylor. I think that's obviously probably the one player you would want if you could pick one. Um, but, uh, you know, they've had a really good relationship with the fire the last few years here, and uh, we'll see if that streak can continue. And I think he told, he told Jeff uh, uh, this weekend – or last weekend that he loved Illinois, right? Wasn't that his quote? He did. So, so, so Scott, if we're – maybe on our website we're going to put Burgess – guarantees tailored illinois there you go <laughs> uh that would be a, a, a hard no <laughs> with, with recruiting i don't guarantee anything there's no guarantee until the kid, no until the kid is on campus in a game right that's when i'll guarantee that somebody's playing it's like the weather basically yeah one one last one scott and uh, again looking at the landscape out there in the next three classes give me a kid who is not highly publicized, may not be ranked really high in the national rankings, but who you think has a great chance to break out in the spring or summer. I know that's one of the main things people always like to hear about as a, as a kid, um, you know, who they didn't know about and all of a sudden he's really good. And um, Anthony Davis is probably not a good example because that only happens once, you know, once in a lifetime that happened when he went to Indiana and, and blew up and everybody ranking number one in the country afterwards. But is there one kid out there you think is going to have a really good summer? I'll give you three quick names. Um, Robbie Avila, 
from Oak Forest High School is a player that I really like. He is super skilled. He's not the greatest athlete, but he's legit 6'8". He plays on that Mean Streets team. He's not going to wow you when you're going up against elite competition if you just watch one game. But if you watch him game after game after game after game, he does stand out because he's a big-time passer. He can shoot the ball at his size out to the three-point arc. And every single game, he ends up with 20 and 10. Um, I've said to a lot of people, it's Cameron Crutwig-ish stuff where he's not as, you know, wide, let's say, as Crutwig was at that stage. Um, but it's, it's a lot of the same similarities. I think um, Nick Martinelli from uh, Glenbrook South is like that. Um, he, does, he might not pass the, the eye test the first time you see him. He's, he's a better athlete than his brother was, who's a Northwestern walk-on. Um, but he is somebody that has just produced as a junior at a very, very high level. And um, a lot of uh, schools are starting to get in on him. And then in that 2023 class, a name I really like is Bryce Coleman. He, he actually transferred to St. Rita this past year. Um, didn't play, a, um, you know, a ton. He's only got to play last, like, like the last four games because he transferred from St. Joe's late in the process. But I think he's a name. He's actually injured right now. But I think once people get to see him um, consistently next year as a, um, he'll be a junior next year at St. Rita, along with all those other guys. Um, multi-level score that just produces. I think his recruitment's going to take off. I'm going to throw a name out there, Scott, uh, of a kid that Jeff and I saw, too, who, who I think has a good chance to break out, and that's uh, Ethan Kaiser from, from uh, Metamora. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jeff, Jeff can describe his, his game for us, but he, you know he's a long kid, really good athlete, and can shoot it. What did you see out of him, Jeff? Yeah, and uh... – He's also had, has the, the great memorable hair with the, the super long blonde locks and the headband. Um, yeah, an athletic kid who can uh, kind of scrap for rebounds. And we saw him shoot it a little bit, I think, out to almost out to the three-point line. Um, he just seemed like a kid that was getting stuff done. He was doing kind of everything the team needed and um, a little more athletic than you might think and a, a little more balanced than, than I initially thought. Um, he, he looks like a pretty good prospect, yeah. Especially on uh, Saturday, Friday he was he was clanging a few shots, but on Saturday he really heated up from three point range. looked and looked really good. looked like he could he could score from all three levels. And and uh, he was he's a high riser too, a really surprising athlete. He can really get up. Mm-hmm. So again, Scott, tell us about your event, man. We'll wrap this up. Tell us about the event in Chicago and uh, how how people can subscribe to to Prep Hoops Illinois so they can check out the you know the recap. Yep. So um, the event is April 16th or the 18th in um, all over Chicago. Like I said, main venues, if you want to see 16s and 17s, are going to be M14 and uh, Supreme Courts, along with uh, IBA, Illinois Basketball Academy. Um, and those are out in the Aurora Naperville area. And then for 15U, if you want to get a look at some of those young guys um, up in Deerfield at the Birdo Center, which is uh, – former practice facility of uh, the Chicago Bulls. Um, that'll be where the event's held this weekend. And um, you can go on prephoops.com backslash um, Illinois to read all the write-ups. We'll have tons of interviews and scouting reports and content um, on there. You can also follow my Twitter all weekend um, at Scotty B Scout. Um, and our Prep Hoops Circuit account is Circuit. Um, those would be the best places to find everything about the event. 
Awesome. Thanks again, Scott. Thanks, Jeff, for checking in. Until next time, guys, Orange and Blue News Podcast.